0: Hi, Sarah. Thank you for joining us on WLIWFM. Hi there. Thank you so much for having me. Let's start at the beginning. What is National Young Arts Foundation? And tell me a little bit about its history and its mission. Um, So let's start at the
1: very beginning then. Uh, My grandfather uh, wanted to be a concert pianist growing, growing up. Um, And he did not find the support from um, the educational community, from, you know, from family friends and the community at large to pursue that. The response was, go get a real job, which is unfortunately the response of so many young aspiring artists here. Uh, And so he did. um, And when he reached a point that he was able to give back, he turned to my grandmother and said... I never want another young, aspiring, talented artist to go through what I went through. I want them to have everything necessary to pursue
0: an education and a career in the arts. And he founded Young Arts. That was 40 years ago. Oh my gosh! So that's the—I mean—that's the classic story of the artist. You know what? What yeah. if you don't mind sharing? What did he do uh, to get him to the point that he was able to found Young Arts Foundation? He ended up in the cruise industry. Okay, so he worked in cruises, and then once he was able to, he said, "You know, I want to make sure that no artist deal like has to has to feel the way that I felt." How has the organization evolved since it was started by your grandparents?
1: Um, so you know, it's interesting because actually the way that I got involved um, is kind of similar to the the founding story, actually. Um, when I was 19, I went with my, I was, I was on a uh, holiday break from college where I was a biology major. <laughs> I, I wanted to go into medicine and uh, I went with my grandmother to a young arts gala, not because I was particularly interested, but I, I just really wanted to spend time with my grandmother. And I think one of the, uh, parents of the winners that year either heard, you know, that I was part of the founding family, somehow realized that I was involved And came up to me with tears in her eyes and said, um, I I have to thank you. You know, I used to yell at my son when he would come home from school and sit on the floor and draw. I would tell him to go do his, quote unquote, real work. Um, You know, his math, his science, his English, whatever it might have been. And um, seeing him here, uh, being taught by luminaries in the field, being looked at by universities for scholarships for his talent." I realized that that this is real work and that I should support him. And so it was a huge aha moment for me as far as the importance of the organization and not only the impact that it was having on the lives of young artists, but also the impact that it was having on the perception of artists and arts in our society. Um, And I felt very strongly that unless somebody from the family got involved, uh, that it might not continue uh, and that it went, might not be me into the future. So I went back to school. I changed my major from biology to um, business, French, and art history. Huge shift. And um, and joined the board of Young Art. And uh, so that was 17 years ago. And I'm now board chair. And I've seen an incredible amount of, of change uh, since I got involved. You know, the the core program and... The, the really first program of the organization that that my grandfather created when he found it was, um, and is uh, young arts week. And so young arts week is when we bring the top artists from across disciplines. Um, it started out as just Miami and now it is, uh, Miami, New York and LA. So it's, it's actually a total of four different art weeks throughout the course of the year. Um, but we bring them all together from all across the country, uh, for a week of um, classes with mentors, so real luminaries in their field, you know, Baryshnikov in dance, uh, Renee Fleming in voice, um, kind of people like that who, who are just uh, superstars. Um, so classes with mentors, workshops, uh, both within their own discipline as well as multidisciplinary. So putting a writer with a filmmaker with a dancer and saying, you know, Here is some, here's half a dance and some equipment, go so make something. Um, which I think is one of the things that actually makes us very unique is that, is that interdisciplinary nature. You know, even at universities, um, the campuses will, will be very silent where you have the dancers in one part of the campus, the architects in another building, the writers in another building, and they never really get to meet or interact or see each other's work or collaborate. Um, so I, I, that's one part of the program that I really love. So it's, um, you know, mentoring, workshops, performances that are open to the public, and then adjudication. And you know, they receive unrestricted scholarships from us, um, but universities and conservatories really know that we are identifying the best of the best, and so we'll often pull from our winners uh, for academic scholarships. Um, so that was that's the core program. That is our first touch point, and that is for uh, artists um, age 15 to 18 or grades 10 through 12. You know, as the years went on, we realized that while that was such a critical juncture, that juncture from high school to college, um, there were so many other critical junctures in an artist's life. And we really wanted to provide our award winners with support throughout their careers. So now we have been really uh, looking to support our alumni. So winners that have gone through that, you know, first Yachts Week touchpoint Um, And so, provide professional and creative development opportunities. So that might be creative residencies, commission, micro grants, workshops, classes, and really, what it comes down to is just access to a vibrant, regenerative community of artists.
0: To your point about uh, some of the artistic hubs throughout the country, the East End of Long Island and our region is certainly one of those what is National Young Arts Foundation's connection to the East end of Long Island and our region? Um, So,
1: you know, the East end of Long Island, you're right. It's it's such a cultural hub. It's incredible that there are so many fantastic institutions and such great programming um, in, in, you know, a a small area. Um, One of our cultural partners is actually the Watermill Center. Um, So this is, it's really one of our shining examples of a cultural partner that is, that is, providing so much to an alumni kind of for a next step of their career. Um, so we do offer residencies in partnership with this extended national network. And with, uh, with Watermill, um, our last artist in residence there was uh, Yusha Marie Sorzano. And so she had a dance residency at the Young's campus in Miami in 2019, and then took what she was doing there to the Watermill Center so we love Watermill um, and the work the work that our artists have been able to do there. And you know, because Young Arts is a national organization, we receive applications from artists all over the country and, and we always have some from uh, from Long Island.
0: So we, you know, I guess we'll sort of backtrack just for a second because I'm I'm imagining that there that we will just by asking this. What are some of the other signature programs that the foundations uh, the foundation hosts each year? So uh, really, what we've been so we do have those
1: uh, Young Arts Weeks. Uh, we have it in Miami in January and February, and then in Los Angeles um, at the at our cultural partner there at UCLA. Um, in March and then in New York in April. And the program that we host there are with um, organizations like the Rishnikov Arts Center or MoMA PS1. Um, And then our our network of cultural partners has been expanding so much over the years. And so we now have programming and alumni at the Writers Room at the Betsy Hotel in Miami, the Louis Armstrong House Museum and Archives is here in New York. Baxter Street Camera Club of New York, Lower Manhattan Community Council, New Deco in Miami, um, Joe's Pub at the Public Theater here in New York. Um, in addition, we, those are kind of the new partners. And we have um, Fountainhead Residency in Miami, Jacob's Pillow up here in Massachusetts, New York Live Arts in New York. Um, I mentioned uh, UCLA and the Center of Art and Performance there. And obviously the Watermill Center, which we discussed. And so we have relationships with all of these organizations that provide opportunities for our alumni. And you get to do co-programming with them, which is a lot
0: of fun. It's unbelievable. You know, you you touched on the importance of mentorship, and you know th- what you're talking about right now. Just the fantastic web that Young Arts has as far as uh, the connective tissue throughout the country. Can you talk about what you see uh, the importance and impact of support for upcoming artists uh, through your organization as being? Yeah, I mean, it's. I think. Um, one of the greatest examples I can
1: give right now about the importance of artists in our society is looking at what our lives would have been like going through the pandemic without artists. And so that means no books, no movies, no television shows, no music. You know, if you kind of get yourself out of the pandemic, you look at that um, in an even wider way, you know, architects, the, the homes that you live in, you know, the clothing that you wear, fashion designers, artists touch every single aspect of our lives and our lives would be horrible and boring without them. And so I think artists are always thought of in a, in a, in a very narrow way. And so people think, Oh, you know, a Broadway star. And yes, absolutely. That is an artist, but it's also the person designing your car <laughs> and, um, and, you know, the cinematographer working on your favorite show, the, the there are so many artists that do so much around us that I think are under-recognized and
0: under-supported.
1: Um, and so that is something that I think it's really important for us to recognize and support.
0: The pandemic has had a devastating effect on the artistic community. How has National Young Arts been able to support the community as it has struggled during the pandemic? Yes,
1: yeah, so it's, you know... I think it is, I think the um, members of the community that are often discussed are kind of hospitality workers, which obviously horribly impacted, but I think artists were not recognized um, as being so hard hit. And, and the reality is is that so many of them are gig workers. They are paid on performances or presentation or rehearsal. Um, you know, a lot of them might not have regular health care or health insurance, and So many of them saw all sources of income evaporate literally overnight with no end in sight. Um, And so at young art, we realized that we had to do something for our community, not just the community of alumni um, that we work with, but the artist community uh, in in the larger sense. And we knew that we could not do that alone. (laughs) So um, in that, in that spirit of collaboration, which we love so much, we reacted very quickly and along with, six other organizations um, in, in the not-for-profit art world who, who we had known and really respected before but actually had not worked with formally uh, formed a coalition called Artist Relief. And we raised $10 million in 10 days in order to immediately, like within the next week, start deploying $5,000 unrestricted um, gifts to artists. And these were you know, these were not to continue a body of work or to keep a studio, you know, this was for basic human needs, um, food, shelter, health care. And it was a moment of cognitive dissonance because while it was so incredible that in working together, we had raised all this money and we were getting it out the door immediately, the reality was, is that the day the site opened for applications, it crashed because there were so many applications and there was so much need. So when we saw how much need there was, we decided to continue fundraising and continue giving out these grants. And over, over the time we raised over $20 million. Um, But that goes really quickly when you're doing $5,000 grants and you've had over 160,000 applications. So, you know, yeah, it was it was really um, it was really just heartbreaking to see and and you know but I think it was proof of the power of collaboration that we were able to raise that money and get all that money out as quickly as we did. There's no way any one of us could have done that alone. And so, in addition to doing um, to doing that with Artist Relief, we also did emergency microgrants to our alumni community um and that again it was it was getting things out as kind of quickly as
0: possible to those in need your alumni span the arts genres tell us about a few of your alumni who have made their mark in the arts world and how young arts has played a part in and supported their trajectory oh my
1: gosh there are you know 40 years of alums there are so many incredible ones to choose from um you know, if you look in, uh, let's let's say theater as a discipline, um, we have worked with Billy Porter, um, Viola Davis, Kerry Washington, um, you know, and and Andrew Reynolds. Uh, it's it's an incredible group, and I think what is so exciting for me is that they have, for the most part, all come back and done, um, and been mentors to to younger winners, which is. Feels like it's all coming full circle is really exciting. Um, you know, like I said, we, we try to provide that lifetime of support and community. And I think the fact that so many of them, you know, do come back and, and give back to the younger generation uh, is, is a sign that we're doing something right. You know, in dance, we have Desmond Richardson, who is an incredible dancer and now choreographer, uh, co founder of Complexion Ballet Company. And he just, it actually premieres this, it actually premieres April 8th. Um, he virtually choreographed nine 2021 winners in dance, which for me, I mean, choreographing something in general, uh, is, you know, mind blowing choreographing with nine artists who are spread around the country in their kitchens and bedrooms and putting together a cohesive dance piece in that way um, is astonishing. Uh, he's also, Desmond is also a um trustee on the board. Um, so we always have alums who come back and serve on the board, which is so great to have their artistic perspective as we try to move the organization forward. Um, in, in visual arts, uh, Daniel Arsham is an alum. Um, You know, it's uh, back in dance. We have Camille Brown. Um, We the list is is astonishing and grows every year. Um, Timothy Chalamet went through not not too long ago. Um, So it's it's exciting to watch. You know, my favorite part of my job to meet these artists when they're teenagers and watch them grow um, in their careers and in their ability and um, and see where they end up.
0: You know, so i I definitely want to explore how be how chairing the board has uh, fed your appreciation. For the arts, but since you mentioned Camille Brown, you know up next I'm going to be talking to two National Young Arts alumni, and you mentioned uh, dancer choreographer Usha Marie Sorzano, mm-hmm. and we'll also hear from singer songwriter Eileen Park. Uh, and I under I know that Usha Marie is now uh, working with Camille A. Brown and dancers, so I, I want to explore how how do those two exemplify National Young Arts as a foundation?
1: Oh, my goodness. I mean, I think that sense of community, so the fact that um, Usha is now working with Camille, you know, I see these like networks of artists that have kind of probably met through Young Arts in some way and connected. And, you know, 10 years later, we'll still be working to, uh, together. And, and that, for me, is what exemplifies Young Arts, is that community, um, and that you know, the desire to work with one another, and that it's it's almost this kind of magical moment of like, oh, you did young arts and I did young arts, let's do something together, which I see happening all the time. Uh, Camille was actually our awardee, not last year because there was no gala last year, um, but the year before. So she was our alumni awardee at our gala um, in, in 2020, um, which was, yeah, in January, 2020. So right before the pandemic hit. Um, and so that's always a really lovely moment of recognizing somebody who went through the program as a teenager and, you know, looking at them as they progress in their career and seeing everything that they have accomplished. Um, and then they actually are awardees every year do, um, do a class with the current winners. And so that's, that's a really fantastic moment when you see somebody who, Used to be that 17 year old sitting in the chair, and then they become the one giving a class.
0: It's so amazing because I keep thinking of family and how this really brings it full circle to your getting involved in National Young Arts in the first place. You know, uh, how you began your story. And this, uh, you know, continuing the story that your grandparents started, we didn't talk uh, much about your grandmother. Do you mind talking about, um, what she brought to National Young Arts Foundation and her, uh, vision for the organization?
1: Yeah. So my grandmother, I mean, she is, she is my mentor. Um, she, is the one who, you know, my my grandfather actually passed away in 1999. And my grandmother and I, you know, we traveled a lot together, but our travels would always revolve around the arts or artists. You know, she was constantly exposing me um, to the arts. And while at the time I didn't realize the impact it was having on me, looking back, um, it was a huge impact. And, you know, she, after my grandfather passed away, she she first of all co-founded um, both young arts with him as well as the new world symphony um, which is also based in miami which they found in 1987 and you know she was the one who really was making sure that these organizations were continuing to to live and move forward and she was the one you know when i asked to after that experience at the young arts gala when i was 19 and i i went to her the next day and said i really wanted to help and so i joined the board of young arts um, really spent the next few years with me, kind of guiding me through um, being in that position, you know, being a board member, um, being a supporter of the arts and, and really being a supporter of artists. You know, her passion for spending time with these individual artists, with the winners, getting to know them on a personal level and support them as their, as their education careers continued was so inspiring. Um, And so she is, uh, she is someone who continues to be such an inspiration to me for me today, um, such an inspiration for me today. And, you know, while she has stepped away from, from YoungArts, I feel so lucky to be able to continue that legacy for her.
0: And thank you for that. Thank you for continuing the legacy of National Young Arts. Before we wrap up, Sarah, I want to make sure our listeners know how artists can get involved with National Young Arts Foundation.
1: Yes. So our website is youngarts.org. There's so much information there. You can join our newsletter so that you get information about uh, updates on alums or happenings. And uh, our applications open June 8th. And so we would love to have any young, talented, passionate artist apply and become part of this
0: wonderful community. Sarah, thank you so much for your time today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It was great speaking with you.
0: Sarah Arison, president of the Arison Arts Foundation, chair of the board of National Young Arts Foundation and chair of the board at MoMA PS1. Thank you so much.